Get ready to stand on guard for the... Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask lucky bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring lucky bastard's premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar if it's not lucky bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? start the conversation oh god welcome back everybody to the fantasy hockey hacks podcast a proud member of the hockey podcast network and the official podcast of left wing lock your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence i'm devin davidson your host with me as always bruce gunther hello who may or may not be paying any attention right now i'm not sure if he's doing notes or watching the football game but he's here um both (laughs) and and joining (laughs) us as as per usual lately uh mike mclaughlin from left wing lock mike how you doing uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Big big so, day for you. I, I, again, love the hat. Yeah, it's a it's a nice slow day of hockey, so I didn't have to work too hard, and I got to watch the Eagles win big time in the in the playoffs. And now I have a nice gentle rain in the background as I talk hockey with you guys. Nice. And nice. and while Bruce and I kind of soak up the last of this AFC Championship game as well. Yeah, uh, I got to change websites. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're going to talk about that in a second here. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I'm just pulling for you, Bruce. I'd like to see, for your for your benefit, I'd like to see the Bengals pull this out. So, Oh, so would I. Um, oh, doink, right off the helmet. Okay. Uh, I should mention episode 99, NHL Fantasy Preview for week 17. This episode is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers. Opened in 2012 and inspired from a lottery win, Lucky Bastard Distillers is proud to be the first lottery or distillery to operate in Saskatoon since Prohibition. Home of Canada's ultimate Caesar. Mix your drink tonight with Lucky Bastard. Use promo code HockeyHacks to get 15% off your next online order. Shipping available across Canada. And uh, Bruce, we might as well jump right into it. John's list. Uh, John, we're adding you to the list again because you you promised us two weeks in a row you're not here. We're just going to make you an honorary member of your own list. Um, <laughs> for those of you that are new to the show, uh, this is just John's list. is basically John's shit list of players past and present, as well as interesting and current topics from around the hockey world. Uh, generally, John would, would decide on who goes on the list, but as of late, it's been myself or, or Bruce or somebody else. But here we are. So tonight, uh, and this just came up, we're throwing TSN on the list because... And this is nothing against what's being displayed on TSN one right now, but they tell us that it's supposed to be the AFC Championship game, and it's not. And uh, so I'm just a little fresher with that. Anyway, on the list, and then let's move on to the big topic here, uh, Mike. I'm, I'm assuming you saw this. Bruce may have a different take than I do, but Trevor Zegers, you're on the list this week uh, for comments made on Saturday night to Troy Stetcher, allegedly regarding his deceased father. Um, what a loser period. End of sentence. If it's confirmed, it hasn't been, everyone's reading lips and, and there's a lot of speculation. So we got to give Zegers a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, but I, I don't know. It doesn't look good. And, and anything you did say, obviously that they've already confirmed was, was it had crossed a line. So, um, 
yeah, he's he's on my list. Mike, any any input on this one? I, I'm really biased here. I, I don't like Zekris at all. I, not from like minute one. <laughs> I, I don't like his lacrosse goals. I don't like his commercials where he talks about playing chill or whatever. Yeah, have you seen this? He's not my player. He's I, yeah. I'm with you. I got no time for Zegers. I just I just don't enjoy watching him in life. <laughs> in life, <laughs> and so to see like another player get angry at him and go after him, a plus. Stitcher's high on my list now of players I want to see face Anaheim again. Well, as I had alluded to on Twitter earlier, they play again. I believe April eighth is the the season series finale. So. If there's any truth to, to what we all believe was said, um, I hope Stature just fills him in because that's absolute garbage. And I'm with you, Mike. I don't. He's not my type of player. I'm I'm over the Michigan goal. I, I he's just. I know the NHL loves him because there's been all this viral benefit from his goal. But I mean, big deal. He did the he did the Michigan once or twice. I don't care, honestly. Um, I don't like his his approach to to hockey. So there it is. He's on my list. So what you're saying is neither of them you want to take a trade for me for Trevor Zegris right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Just checking. For a number of reasons. But yes, that's there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, fantasy Lock of the Week presented by Left Wing Lock. Let's move on to Claude Giroux. Center, right wing eligible, 92% rostered. The, Flyer, the former Flyers captain is off to a great start in Ottawa with 47 points, 19 goals in 49 games played. That's an 82-game pace of 79 points and 32 goals at 35 years of age. Uh, this has been Giroux's best offensive season since 2018-2019 when he posted 85 points in 82 games. Um, pretty pretty impressive, Mike, what he's done in Ottawa so far. And, of course, I I have to think you like that pick for this week, given your allegiance to the Flyers. Yeah, it, it's a great pick, and uh, it, it's been nice to watch Giroux. He just he just slid right into Ottawa. He fits right in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, seven points, four goals. He had one game winner, three power play points, 11 shots on goal, just 38.5% power play share, and just over 17 minutes time on ice in three games played during Week 16. So um, even more impressive, he had three power play points and a game winner and four goals with such little power play time. Um yeah, I got nothing really bad to say about Drew at this point. Very nice. His owners will be very happy. Absolutely. Okay, Bruce, have we have we chatted enough to to hand over the reins for headlines with the hacks? I, I hacked it together. Well, we, we should be okay. <laughs> All right, then take it away. Dis- also distracted by the football game, so that didn't help matters much. If you need to pause for any any number of reasons, you 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 feel free. I, I put the feed on the back so I can read through this without any more distractions. <laughs> okay. All right. So keeping on the theme with the Ottawa Senators, uh, we found out this week that Josh Norris has more shoulder problems. He re-injured his already injured shoulder and will now have season-ending surgery. So he got it healthy enough to play and then got first game in or second game in, he re-injured it again. So now this, they're going to do surgery and he's done for the season. That's tough. Yeah, he's just struggling to get back into the lineup, and now he's out again. It's uh, tough for him, but he should be good to go for for the fall. Uh, let's see here. Chris Letang was activated off of IR on Monday, and those of us, those of you that uh, forgot to activate him, probably weren't very happy with yourselves. 
In his return, he racked up four points, two on the power play, six shots on goals, four hits, and two block shots. So not bad for Dang, his awesome first game. game back from injury. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Latang. He's honestly one of my favorite defensemen for fantasy. Um, he just covers categories so well, and he's just consistent as long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. Uh, let's see. On Tuesday here, the St. Louis Blues activated defenseman Tori Krug and winger Vladimir Tarasenko from IR. Krug had two points with two shots on goal in his return. Tarasenko had no points, but he had six shots on goal. So Tarasenko's right back to shooting the puck again. That's good for good for them. And mm-hmm. I think Krug had a few more points here this week too. So he did. Devin will like Devin will like that as long as he didn't leave him on IR. No, I promptly swapped him into my active roster. It was it was good to have him back. So Carolina had a bit of an injury scare here Wednesday night when Frederick Anderson left uh, with an injury in the game against the Stars, but uh, I believe he started their games today, so it sounds like he's okay. I saw as soon as someone, everyone, or as soon as I saw the posting about Anderson leaving the game, Kochetkov quickly got picked <laughs> up in both leagues that we were uh, that we were in. So that was I'm pretty sure funny. He'll, he'll be dropped shortly now. I'm pretty sure after that. So yep. Uh, Vancouver Canucks signed forward Andre Kuzmenko to a two-year $5.5 million contract extension. Kuzmenko has 43 points, 21 goals, 22 assists in 47 games this season. So as someone put it, that pretty much makes Bo Bo Horvat expendable. Sounds like he will, they say cap-wise, unless they manage to move money out. That, uh, That contract pretty much signs the end for Horvat in Vancouver. Just too bad. Um, good player. Yeah, I. It's, uh, if I was rebuilding the Canucks, I probably would have. Uh, I would have gone the other way. I would have kept Horvat, and I probably would have traded Miller. Uh, yeah, there's. Yeah, Miller had was last year was his best best statistical season I think he's had. Yep. In his career, so that would have been a good time to sell high on him. But their front office is just weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, even even putting aside, say, Miller and or Horvat, if you just look at Kuzmenko's numbers, they're insanely boosted by luck right now. That shooting percentage is almost 25%. The wow. Canucks are shooting with like 13 or 14% success with Kuzmenko on the ice. And uh, his secondary assist rate is also very high. He's a magic uh, I mean, <laughs> If you're a team like Vancouver, which I, I'm assuming most people think Vancouver is not going to be in the, you know, not going to be competitive for a few years. Yeah. Why, why not just get something for this guy? Yeah, exactly. I, I assume he has pretty good trade value. Yeah. You you would think, well, I don't know. I, I haven't been following the rumor news anything the past few days, but I would think their three untouchables would be Demko, Pedersen, and Hughes. Everyone else should be able to be make us an offer and that's, and you do build around those three. That would be my, my thought behind it, but and that seems very reasonable. And then, yep. yeah, like Kuzmenko would have value right now. There'd be teams that would give their left arm to have them. Same thing with Miller. They'd, there'd be teams that would love to have him, but yeah, I look at Vancouver's front office. I look at the Oilers front office and the Oilers look like geniuses compared to those boys in Vancouver. That's, that's maybe maybe a bit of a stretch, Bruce. But, <laughs> <laughs> but really, 
the Vancouver management has been a train wreck. Like, and I, they, I they agree. Have been, they, I agree. They've been a train wreck. It's, yeah. yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, get a feel for the Vancouver fans anyway. They've got some good players there, but it's just being horribly managed. That's all. I, I agree. I would have approached that whole situation. This this year, I would have approached differently. Like, they could have shifted gears back in November or whenever Demko went down, right? Because he's... he's yeah. So at that point, maybe go, you know what? We got some guys who could move on this season. Let's try and get what we can for them. Let's, let's just be shitty all year and, and take a stab at Connor Bedard, who are top five pick this yeah. year. And just lots of teams are rebuilding on the fly. Yeah. But when there's well, a guy it, like that yeah. available, like, take a chance. I didn't put it in the notes, but you look at Mikheyev. So they announced he's out mm-hmm. for the season. He's been playing the entire season on a torn ACL. Yeah. When he has to come out and defend the team against the fans, what does that tell you? Like he actually had to defend his own surgery. Well, he said, this is my decision. Yeah. Because, because they thought that the team had screwed him over. All the fans that thought because of the way Pearson's injury was handled. Like it's just... He like the, who's the, running the ship over there. Like the Vancouver Canucks, Bruce were almost on our list this week. The the only reason they're not is because Trevor Zegers opened his Zegers. mouth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the Canucks like, are going to be on the list this week. Like my goodness, it's like Mikhail's like. Well, he, there's a three or there's a three or a four part tweet that he put out explaining he tore it in the preseason, and they basically told him. You could you can't do any more damage to it no matter what you do. You can't damage it anymore. So he played on it, but now that they're out of the playoff race, he's like, Well, there's no point in playing if get it because I think he said if he waited any longer, he wouldn't be ready for the next for next season. Yeah. So they're not in the playoff run. Have the surgery and be ready for next season. Full credit to the kid, but yikes, the Canucks need to clean a lot of crap up. Like, that's just brutal. Uh, moving on. Uh, Coyotes defenseman Shane Gossespierre will mix, miss the next four to six weeks with an upper body injury, which really sucks for my fantasy team because he was a nice uh, defenseman with power play points. And I, I needed that. and I really need that. That, that hurts <laughs> our joint team too, Bruce. I got yeah. Well, I think I sent you the list of my our uh hockey hacks league. Yep. Yeah. I lost Gosta Spear. I lost as we'll get down to the lower Dobson, Caulfield, and Bushnevich in the last two weeks. It's a tough break. It's a real pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Avalanche are happy though. Kale McCart returned to the lineup on Thursday. He had missed four games with an upper body injury and he hasn't missed a step. He has been on fire since he came back. I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to write down the points, but I think he had a couple of points here the other night and just keeps on going. I I am happy to have him back, Bruce. Yes. I'm sure you are. Uh, the uh, Maple Leafs announced on Friday that Austin Matthews will be out at least three weeks with a sprained knee. They canceled the parade in Toronto, apparently. Because Matthews <laughs> is out now for the next three weeks. They Everyone took note of this at, at least three weeks. That was highlighted in several of the Toronto media that it was at least three weeks. He wasn't be back in three weeks. He's out at least three weeks. 
And then Toronto went out and got thoroughly trounced by Ottawa. <laughs> so I loved it. Uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Islanders defenseman Noah Dobson will be out till after the All-Star break with a lower body injury. Uh, Dobson has 10 goals, 27 points in 48 games so far this season. That was my other defensive uh, PowerPoint guy, and he's gone now too. Uh, there's some very happy Logan Couture owners today in the Sharks game versus the Penguins Saturday night. Couture racked up a career-high five points in the game, two goals and three assists. Sounds like from the view on Twitter that there was a few people that had him on the bench last night, so it's uh, <laughs> they weren't too happy about that. Well, I so. unfortunately had DeSmith in net against him. Oh, no. <laughs> like, when Jari's not in net, they need to buy plywood or something because I don't... It, D. Smith has just been brutal. It's like, yeah. Yikes. So, uh, moving on. Uh, we had an e-bug sighting in Edmonton last night. Stuart Skinner was a late scratch due to illness. Emergency backup goalie Matt Berlin was the uh, official backup for Jack Campbell. With 2.26 left in the game and the Oilers up 7-3, Matt Berlin entered the game for the Oilers. He faced a single shot, which he saved, and you will have a lifetime memory now after playing two, two minutes and 26 seconds as an Edmonton Oiler. And the smile on his face was from ear to ear for the entire two minutes and 26 seconds. That was, that, it was something to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I mean, it was a great game last night just to see the Oilers come out and, and actually handle their business. Uh, especially after losing to Columbus on on Wednesday, it was. I was thinking, oh boy, okay, if we lose to Chicago here now before the All Star break, they're gonna be awfully sour for the next little while. And they yeah. just took care of business. And with you know three minutes less than three minutes left, that was so cool. And the thing that I thought was really interesting afterwards was we found out that it was actually Connor McDavid that spoke up and said, "Hey, if we get in a position where we can do this, let's make sure we get Matt Berlin in the net." And, and give him a chance to play. And, and I mean, that is, that's that's a memory he's going to last, last a lifetime. He's going to tell his kids and his grandkids about that. Absolutely. As he was, uh, if you listen, they did his interview. You watch his interview after the game? Uh, yeah, I did. On, yeah. Yeah. So that was neat, right? So how'd it go? He gets the text that he's, uh, if he can be the backup, emergency backup. Yeah, okay. Then middle of the afternoon. Oh, by the way, um, you're now going to be the backup goalie tonight for Edmonton. And then. Was what? <laughs> well, yeah, he goes. I thought I was gonna be sitting in the stands. <laughs> yeah, and then they tell him. When did they tell him? So it was about the middle part of the third period. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he said ten minutes left. They said when with with three minutes left, you're gonna go in. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah real funny. Like he thought they were joking. And yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, and to, sorry, go ahead, Bruce. And to just they explained how it all went. So it sounded like it was Connor's idea. Then they went to Leon to Nuge, and then at a TV break, they made they double check with Jack Campbell. Like they ran it through everybody to make sure this would be okay to do. So I just yeah, just amazing, right? That they well, and you saw too in that roughly three minutes he played, the boys were busting their ass to make sure they're boxing out Chicago, right? Just yeah. no, like no shots or very few shots or outside perimeter shots on goal. Like let's try and make the kid look good and feel good in his in his two and a half minutes in the NHL. So. Um, that was kind of neat. Oh, and if you watch too, Connor McDavid blocked a shot. He did. Yeah, I saw that. I, I watched, I was, my <laughs> wife was sitting next to me. I said, just watch. I said, Connor's going to block a shot. 
break a limb because <laughs> the emergency backup is in. <laughs> and then he, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I said, just watch. It's going to happen. <laughs> sure enough, he blocked a shot. And I was like, yeah, I saw I was like, well, and I had the same thought process, Bruce. Like, I hope Connor doesn't hurt himself. Like, uh, but, it was but all yeah, good. it's like these guys are willing to do that. Like, it just says something for the team, right? So yeah. that they're, yeah. Now, and two, they all also went out of their way to make sure that uh, they said they're not trying to disrespect Chicago in any way. They just wanted to get the kid on the ice yeah. and, yeah, so he could get a, a couple of minutes on the ice and be in the in the official in the NHL record book. It's not like they're trying to mm-hmm. stick their nose at out at Chicago or anything like that. So they. They went out of the way to mention that too, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. They they did that the right way, and I I found out after I, I don't know if it was true or not, but they're saying that um, he has exams on like a midterm or something on Monday. Um, so people were like <laughs> trying to you know say hey like maybe give this guy an extension on his midterm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Anyway, Here what else? Go. What else, Bruce? All right, one one last note because we all. We can't do weekly news without mentioning Connor McDavid at least once, if not twice. So with his assist in the first goal last night, he set another milestone. He is the first active player to reach 90 points in 50 or fewer games three times. It's pretty impressive. That's incredibly impressive. Connor's I'd a specimen. I'd be lucky if I could get 90 points in my entire career playing in the NHL. Well, a lot of players would feel fortunate to put up 90 points in their career, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And, and what Connor's doing is just incredible. Like I, there, there is absolutely zero, zero doubt who the best player in the NHL is right now. Um, oh yeah. A- anyone that argues otherwise is just being difficult. Yeah. Very much so. And that is it for the news. Alrighty. Uh, with that, Bruce, we're going to move on to our DraftKings ad read. So as a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. And Bruce, it's your favorite part. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio... See show notes for details. And with that, let's move on to edge work, the segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues, starting with the NHL schedule for week 17. This is going to be a quick segment, boys, because week 17 is going to be a snoozer. With the All-Star weekend on the horizon, just 11 teams play this week with the remainder out of action until week 18. There are a total of just six games on the schedule with games taking place on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. In terms of optimizing the schedule, the Carolina Hurricanes are the only team to play two games this week, which take place on back-to-back nights, so look for a spot start for Ranta there. Uh, Monday, one game, Tuesday, three, and Wednesday, two, and then no games for the remainder of the week during the All-Star break. Uh, Moving on to our 
NHL Week 17 waiver wire targets. We're gonna we're gonna hit things off here with TJ Oshie, center right wing eligible, 32% rostered. They've got one game next week. It's against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He is playing currently with Ovechkin and Strom on the team's top line, as well as their top power play unit. Uh, he is in a bit, the midst of a bit of a cold streak here, posting just a single goal in his past four games. However, he also finds himself in prime deployment and playing against the lowly, the lowly Blue Jackets is a nice assignment for Oshie as well, uh, a team that he already has two goals against in two games played this season. Of note, 13.7-ish is below his three-year and career averages of 16.8 and 14.7%, respectively. Any love or hate for Oshie? I picked him up yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, promptly after seeing the notes, right? Oh, I dropped Ranta for him, so I guess someone will get Ranta before me. There you go. All righty. Yeah, and I'll just be straight up here. The... uh, this segment, the wave wire targets this week are not going to be as, as long or detailed as they have been in the past, but uh, but there's only six games played. I've kind of limited our options to just players who were playing next week in those six <laughs> games. So um, that's kind of a nice segue into our next player here, which is Kirby Doc, who we mentioned last week. Uh, center right wing eligible, 24% rostered. One game against the Ottawa Senators. He's lining up with Hoffman and Ulenin and on the team's top power play. Nine points, five goals in his last 10 games played. Um, he could be a productive waiver wire target for next week against the Sens in December. The former Blackhawks scored a goal to go along with six penalty minutes. He's on pace for career best, 54 points and 17 goals. Uh, Tevu Teravainen, left wing, right wing, eligible for the Carolina Hurricanes. Two games on the roster for or on the schedule for next week. 63% rostered. He's playing on the top line with Ajo and Jarvis as well as power play two. It's been an underwhelming season for the 28-year-old winger who is on pace for just 47 points, his lowest offensive output since 2016-2017. Uh, fortunately for Teravainen, Pacioretty's absence has opened the door for some better deployment, and the points have started to come. Nine points, one goal in his last 11 games played, and time on the first power play unit. Uh, two shots on goal per game is his lowest in five seasons but his 4.9-ish Bruce is below his three-year and career averages of 9.3 and 9.8%, respectively. Nearly 60% in the offensive zone. Mike, any any issues with with Teravine next week? Uh, No, I I like him a lot, actually. Back up on that top line, and he's got some uh, goals in the bank, I think, coming coming his way. All righty. This one still baffles me. David Krejci. I know, I know he's old. I know he's only center eligible. But when I put him in here at the start of the week, I think he was only 25% rostered. He's up to 46% rostered now. And they do only have one game next week. It's against, against Toronto. Uh, but he's on the line with Pasternak and Zaka, and he's playing on power play too. Uh, we did mention him previously in the show here, but uh, in a week with so few games, it does bear repeating. He should be under fantasy radar. Somehow... At 36 years old, he has 40 points, 12 goals, and 43 games to date. That's an 82-game pace of 76 points and 23 goals, which would set a new career high for points and ties his career record for goals. Uh, 12 points, two goals in his last nine contests. He should be rostered in more leagues. I'm not sure why he's not, but... uh, 18%-ish is well above his three-year and career averages of 13.3 and 12.6%, respectively. And... 
Mike, that 12.2 Tevish is uh, is a red flag as well. Yeah, he's, he's running a little bit hot for sure. Alrighty. Uh, Braden Shen, 56% rostered for the St. Louis Blues, center left wing eligible. Just one game next week against the Winnipeg Jets, but he is playing on the top line right now with Tarasenko and Barbashev and on the top power play unit. Um, he has fared quite well against the Winnipeg Jets lately, posting nine points and two goals in his last 10 regular season matchups. The Blues have some injuries, so he's getting some better deployment. Three points, two goals in his last four games. Uh, and he's generally been a reliable source for hits and faceoff wins if your league includes those categories. It's also worth mentioning that despite some offensive struggles, Shen is still on pace for 60 points and 20 goals this season. All righty, moving on to defensemen. First one up here, Owen Power from Buffalo, 51% rostered. One game on the schedule against Carolina. The hulking, I think he's six foot six. He's massive. Uh, 20-year-old is heating up offensively with a four-game point streak. Three goals, one assist after goals in three consecutive contests. Uh, shot volume is not great at 1.6 shots on goal per game, but he's playing nearly 24 minutes of ice time. He's on the second power play unit and he gets over 57% of his shifts in the offensive zone. Could be worth a look for next week. Uh, Bruce 11.1 Tevish, a bit of a concern and his 4.1 ish is a touch low based on his limited sample size to date. Uh, Brady Shea. So Mike, you had mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Brady Shea was getting time on power play one and they're doing some funny things with Burns and Burns was on power play one, then off power play one. And, um, so I noticed the last couple of games, Brady Shea's actually had close to 60% power play share. I think he's kind of taken over power play one in these last two contests. Um, sorry, 64% power play share. And he played a season high 28, 43 in his last game. Uh, seven points, four goals in his last 10 games played, 82-game pace of 17 goals and 38 points. Some good things coming on for, for Brady Shea. And and two games next week. I mean, I, I you can't ask much more than that if you're looking for a defenseman right now. And I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> like three weeks, like a month ago, I dropped him and then went to pick him back up, and yeah, I didn't get there, so. Whoops. They won't get him back anytime soon. Oh, what do you do? Alrighty. Uh, where did my notes go? Give me a second here. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, that does it for defense. We're moving on to Anton Forsberg, 43% rostered for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, with Cam Talbot out with a lower body injury, he's going to be out until the All-Star break, or after the All-Star break. Um, so Forsberg's going to get, he's going to shoulder the load here for the Senators. He was great on Friday, as you'd mentioned, Bruce, crushing the Maple Leafs, made 31 saves and posting a 2.00 goals against average and a 9.39 save percentage. Um, single matchup next week, it is against the Canadians, who are one of the contenders to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. In his last three games against the Habs, Forsberg is 3-0-0 with a 2.68 goals against average and a 9.27 save percentage. Uh, Mike, any cause for concern with Forsberg for next week or potentially beyond? Uh, no, I, I think he's fine. Uh, I'm sort of happily surprised that he has sort of gotten more starts as of late, even even besides the Talbot injury. He's kind of worked his way back into the net a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I did pick him up, Bruce, for Saturday's game, and so I'm now hoping that uh, 
maybe he can be my fourth goaltender moving forward. I need some help in goal. So, yeah, I was thinking of picking him up too because he was playing. Uh, he played both games because of Talbot's injury. Yep, yep. And I, I should have, I could have picked him up on Friday. I didn't just because I had. Um, <sighs> oh, sorry. I saw a note here from you, Bruce. Um, no, I didn't pick him up because I had two goaltenders starting on Friday anyway. All right, uh, last goaltender here, Antti Ranta, uh, 47% rostered. I guess we, we alluded to him previously here in the episode, but two games for next week. He's going to get at least one of those. Um, Freddie Anderson, again, as you'd mentioned, dealing with injury, but uh, healthy enough to back up Ranta on Friday night against the San Jose Sharks. With back-to-backs next week, Ranta's going to get at least one of those starts, so look for him. Um, his 843 PK save percentage does suggest that we could see some improvement in his numbers as well. So, uh, And that does it for waiver wire targets. Slight note, a little addition to that anti-Ranta talk, and the, and the he's got a really low penalty kill save percentage, right? So mm-hmm. expect that to turn around over time. Interestingly, anti-Ranta leads the league in... Let me, let me start over. <laughs> if you take penalty kill shots against the number of penalty kill shots that a, a goalie faces and you divide it by the total number of shots he faces, just a simple number, right? You get a percentage. Yeah. Uh, for anti-Ranta, that number is 21%. Uh, to put that into context, the league average is usually around 14 or 15%. So he's actually, by, by percentage... He's facing the most penalty kill shots in the league. Interesting. Which is, and if you pair that with his really low penalty kill save percentage, then you start to see, hey, when this luck turns around, you might see a pretty nice boost. And his even strength save percentage is reasonable. It's 913. Yep. Yeah. So. There you go. I, I mean, I've always, I've always liked him as a, as a, spot start option or as a streamer option. I mean, it seems to be Freddie Anderson misses some games every year, right? And we're usually looking to Ranta to fill some games in. So why not this week? All right. So that does it for waiver wire targets. Uh, as we do each week, as part of our edge work segment, we'll do our weekly rankings uh, powered by left wing lock. And as we've been doing, Mike, I'll leave it up to you. Take it away. All right. And so what's kind of neat here is you're going to hear a few names that you guys have already discussed in this podcast as a potential waiver wire pickups and also the left wing lock, uh, lock of the week made, made it on the list as well. So a lot, a lot of crossover here. Nice. Uh, first up is Sebastian Ajo, the real one, not the, uh, not the anti-particle in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> he jumps 10 spots to number 35 overall. Uh, he's got eight points in his last nine games. That was going into Sunday's games. And he has six points in his most recent three games. For the season, he has 43 points in 41 games. And he's generating over three shots per game. Uh, right now, his luck metrics all look healthy to me. So managers should feel good about what to expect from Sebastian Ajo in the second half of the season. All right. Uh, I've got an oiler for you guys on a list of uh, risers this week. Uh, Zach Hyman comes in, uh, a 20-spot jump. He's number 43 overall now. Nice. Hyman has 16 points in the last seven games, 
to bring his total to 60 points on the season. And that's in just 49 games played. Wow. The Edmonton winger is now on pace for 100 points and gener- generating almost four shots per game. Uh, that, that shocked me. I, uh, someone in the left-wing lock forums uh, was talking about keeping Hyman for next season. And, you know, they were going through the usual asking me if he's, his production was sustainable or unsustainable. Yep. And just seeing that shot production so high, 3.86 shots per game. I, I was amazed. I, th- I think in previous seasons, he's never even touched three. Yeah, he's having a phenomenal season. No question. Um, hope he keeps it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm real happy with this shot production. Like this, this is exactly what you want from someone on your fantasy hockey team. Uh, now, there is a little bit of cause for concern here. With Hyman on the ice, Edmonton is converting shots into goals at a rate of 10.9 per, 10.9%. And as a result of that high value... Hyman's assist rates, both primary and secondary, are through the roof. If you want to be conservative here, I think managers should view Hyman as closer to a point per game kind of guy, as opposed to a hundred, you know, a hundred point guy. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, this kind of makes him a candidate for a fantasy hockey trade. Bruce, you want to be a trade? Any deal? I'm not trading him for Jeff Skinner. I got Jeff Skinner for you. Come on. <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, no, Captain. Uh, it will be hard to pull off a successful trade for Hyman uh, if you're the person trading Hyman away. And that's because it's going to be very hard to replace that level of shot production without asking for like an elite player in return. I'll see if Tyler will give up uh, Robertson for him. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. No, no, you, you keep Hyman. You keep Hyman. Robertson can get lost. <laughs> All right. Our last uh, riser for the week is Claude Giroux for the Ottawa Senators. He comes in 16 spots above last week's pace. He's at number 75 overall. So Giroux put an exc- exclamation point on his recent performance by earning three points last night over Montreal, bringing his recent total to eight points in four games. Uh, right now, Giroux has just under a point per game with 47 and 49 games played. His luck metrics are a bit mixed. Uh, he's got a high shooting percentage at 16.1. That's high for Giroux, that is. But the Senators are shooting with just 7.1% success with Giroux on the ice at even strength. So if you allow these numbers to kind of dictate what you think will happen in the future, you should expect a modest drop-off in goal production for Giroux in the second half, coupled with a modest gain in assist production. Okay, good to know. All right, uh, so now we move on to our weekly fallers. Uh, first up is Pierre, sorry, Pierre-Luc Dubois from Winnipeg. He's a center. He drops 16 spots to number 58 overall. Although Dubois is sitting at 52 points in 51 games so far this season, he has just four points in his most recent 10 games. Over that same stretch, he has just one assist, and that might not be too surprising when you examine his secondary assist rate this season. It sits 46% above his career average, and that includes this recent dry spell. Hmm. Uh, So... 
With the Jets shooting at 10.4% success with Dubois on the ice, we expect to see more downside here from the Winnipeg Center. That that saddens me, Mike. And so, yeah. and, and so does your next player. You know, you're an <laughs> owner. I'm only the spokesman. I am. I'm the owner. Uh, all right. Next up, also from the Winnipeg Jets, we have Mark Schleifley. He drops 25 spots to number 82 overall. Uh, Schleifley went cold this past week with just two points in four games. On the season, he sits at 45 points in 51 games. But that production has been boosted by a lucky shooting percentage of 21.8%. By now, you guys know the drill. There's no such thing as a 20% shooter in the NHL. <laughs> so you should expect Schleifley's goal production, which is now sitting at 29 goals in 51 games. You should expect that to drop off in the second half. That's, that's not what I want to hear. That's, I, I need him. I need him big time. Uh, then you're going to love how I round out the fallers to the week. This <laughs> <laughs> is an all Winnipeg Jets faller list this week. Oh, We've got man. Josh Morrissey, defenseman. He drops 13 slots to number 134 overall. Uh, Josh, Josh Morrissey finds himself as the third entry for this week. He was the golden child up until Christmas while he was on pace for 97 points. Wow. And we remarked on Twitter earlier this week that when Morrissey was at that 97-point pace, we had a discussion on this podcast about potentially trading Morrissey for Quinn Hughes. Mm -hmm. uh, if the Fantasy Hockey Hacks listeners took that advice, they came out on top as Quinn has outscored, uh, outscored Morrissey by a wide margin in the past 18 games. Hmm. So Morrissey went pointless this week in four games against weak opponents, including Philadelphia, Nashville, Buffalo, and Philadelphia again. He has just 13 points in his most recent 19 games, which translates to a 56-point pace over that range. And now compare that to the 97-point pace he was on up until Christmas. With a high shooting percentage, sitting at 8.7%, a high Tevish sitting at 9.4%, and a high IPP sitting at 54%, we don't see a strong reason to expect a jump in performance down the stretch. That's tough. That, that, that one hurts me less because I don't have Morrissey on my roster, but... Uh, okay, okay. Un unfortunate, <laughs> nonetheless. So yeah, bad news all around for, for you Winnipeg Jet owners. All right, last up is our new-to-the-list player, and uh, this Montreal Center was discussed earlier in the podcast as a potential pickup for the coming week as a free agent. Uh, he debuts at number 191 overall, and his name is Kirby Doc. Uh, he posted three points in three games this past week. The Montreal Center is on pace for 52 points, and he's seen a rise in his shot production to nearly two and a half shots per game since the new year. If you look at his season numbers, he's averaging just 1.9 shots per game. Uh, but I, I, liked, I like the numbers we've seen in the recent games with all the changes to the Montreal roster. Uh, he could make for a sneaky target in the second half as his IPP suggests more upside here. Perfect. 
I like Doc. I, I hope he does well this the rest of the year. Um, Montreal's would have a train wreck, but <laughs> hopefully individually he does well. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for doing that again. Uh, if you guys want to see more from Mike, go to leftwinglock.com. Uh, also, check out our top 200 updated rankings on fantasyhockeyhacks.com. All the information is there. Good stuff. Updated weekly. Uh, that does it, guys. We we did it in less than 45 minutes this week. Feels like we ripped through that one pretty quick. So Blew right through it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's going to happen. There, there's definitely less content to talk about for next week. So, um I, we're not. It's going to be probably a short episode again next week as well. Uh, <laughs> six games to discuss, and then I guess there'll be more to talk about in the in the coming week after. But anyway, uh, if you want to see more from us on social media, follow us on Twitter at fh hacks on social media at fantasy hockey hacks. Uh, be sure to go check out Mike on left underscore wing underscore lock on Twitter. Um, it's getting easier for me, Mike. Every week I do it a little easier, a little easier. It's taking me <laughs> a decade or more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for being here tonight. Uh, John, Tyler, maybe we'll see you next week. I don't know. Um, Bruce, my, my condolences to you about your Bengals. Yeah, it's uh, it's Mahomes. You knew he was going to pull something out of his hat. So yeah, just amazing, amazing run. And yeah, it's come up short this year. They should just make this an annual event instead of just having the playoffs on this side. Just yeah. have... Just have the Chiefs and the Bengals play for the Super Bowl berth every season. Just schedule it. There's no point in doing all the plays. Just schedule it. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love that, it's Bruce. Amazing football game. Amazing. These well, two teams going head to head has just been amazing. All the last three games have just been incredible. As us Oilers fans have gotten used to saying, Bruce, there's always next year. Yep. <laughs> all right. On that note, I'll talk to you boys next week. Enjoy the all-star break. Sounds good. You too. Take care. Good night.